0: Welcome again to the All Seeing One podcast. I'm your host, Kyle J. Macias, and co-hosting with me today is uh, Fernando Umberto. And just in case you guys don't know, he's a counselor, he's also a researcher, and he runs his website. Um, Fernando, go ahead and tell them about your website real quick for people who don't know.
1: I have a a website website known as Enarmoni, and also a, a blog called The Music of Wisdom. Dot .blogspot.com and also a YouTube channel No, INA Harmony INA Harmony as it sounds and there is all the information all the links and so on
0: perfect yeah you know what when I found your your YouTube channel it really blew me away and I know it will blow away a lot of people um, and for anyone that's interested um, Fernando's channel what's your what's your YouTube channel called is it the same thing
1: Yes, yeah, e- in a harmony E-N-A, harmony without the H because I, I don't use harmony. Yeah. I think it's a, an evil word.
0: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that like uh, commercials that pop up for um, like the like either for dating websites or anything like that, they have like they have harmony in it and it yeah. has the word harm. <laughs> 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 so that's so true. There's something kind of like not, not a good vibration in that word. Alright, so today's topic, I just want to dive deep into it. It's the hell realms, but also we're going to be talking, um, it's going to be half and half, guys, so it's going to be half hell realms and then half heaven realms, or maybe heaven doesn't really have realms, maybe it's more ascended than that, I, I think. Um, so Fernando, what I want to start off with is your knowledge about the hell realms, and it's true that it's it, it actually happens now right earth and this realm that we live in this matrix could turn into hell for some people right like i remember you gave an example in one of the previous episodes that homeless people um people that struggle with drugs addiction um that are deep deep into those kind of dark matrix algorithms that that's actually hell before they actually go to the hell realms is that correct
1: yes absolutely and um, actually the the word hell in Hebrew, which is Gehenna, is associated with um, the place where the um, the rubbish was burned in Jerusalem, and it starts within the person. It's a psychological state. There are three names for for hell. One is Eretz Geh, which is the the hellish earth that we experience in. In life, in psychological states. Then there is tsia, which means desert or desolation, something that can also be experienced economically or internally as an emptiness, a void. And then nesilla, which is forgetfulness, the total desolation, which can also be seen as something external, like. An earthly desolation with all the cities destroyed as in movies but also internally when the person loses total contact with divine conscience and ends up begging on the streets or even living somewhere lost until they die without even being found by anyone Or they even commit suicide. And obviously the spirit developed by these people is so broken, so twisted that it gets gets lost in lower regions, hellish regions, in which they die. Eventually they suffer what is known as the second death. The first death somehow is spiritual or even physical. And the second death is the death of what we can call the soul, the vital soul. The soul that's, that transgresses the law dies. That's what the scripture says. So these are basically um, the the ideas concerning Sheol, or the underworld, which is not something um, live only after the physical death. It starts before.
0: Yeah, I noticed, um, like when I'm driving, um, driving around, I'll notice a homeless person. I'll notice uh, people in the street. um, Yeah, begging for money. Um, You hear stories about suicide lately, a lot of deaths. And it seems to me that the dark side is uh, harvesting a lot of souls right now, possibly for energy, people who aren't protected um with the uh, from source i guess you would say um but i've been getting that a lot uh that awareness um where uh they're harvesting people right now or they're trying to um whether you want to call them aliens or i don't know i just know there's different races different dimensional beings that seem to be wanting to literally and figuratively eat people um like their essence their souls and it's kind of scary because i feel like um I'll just, for lack of a better name, I'll just call him God right now. I feel like God's kind of like giving me an awareness that, yeah, you could be locked up in these matrix algorithms, hell algorithms, even before you actually go to these different hell realms. Um, And it's funny because a a couple years ago when I did research on hell, um, it's a lot different than what people uh, preach it as on the pulpit. Um, One guy's experience was uh, But this this guy actually didn't die. He had an astral projection experience. He astral projects to different planes of existence. And he said he went to the lower hell realms. And one of the realms was a giant cavern and a whole bunch of people um, drowning, con- naked. And they're constantly drowning. And right in the middle of this huge, vast lake is this big rock that's shoved up. And only one person can sit on top of that rock at a time. And he was saying that it was awful because he could see people were fighting for that top spot. And when one person would get on top of that little rock, they would go, oh, finally, I can breathe. I'm fine. And then someone would grab them, yank them back into the water, and they would start drowning again. And he believes this was a hell realm. So, Fernando, um, what do you think is going on there? And why do you think those people are there? Because I believe he did have a vision of a real experience. I don't think that was a fake place.
1: Well, I don't know if, if that was a real experience um, in a real place. Maybe it was a psychological state, you know, in, in which we can have certain visions. Mm, oh. But in, in, in case it was a real place, mm, that's more like a, um, a collective hallucination or, or something like that, because mm, many of these places are somehow a product of the human collective psyche, what is known as the collective unconscious, which is full of archetypical images or states, conditions. Even some of these conditions are described in, in myths. In in ancient Greeks, they, they spoke of, of states in which the person repeats over and over again the crimes this person performed, and and they are suffering uh, doing it over and over again, or they are forced to, to be killed over and over again. So maybe this person experienced something traumatic in life and that led him or her to experience this state in that sort of lake with the rogue and the other people. So it's something that has to do with the content of the mind, the, the contents, the state of evolution of the person. It's not the same for everyone, because it's the, the underworld is very changeable and adaptable to the person. It's a matrix where you experience in accord with your psychic configuration depending on the input data that you put you get some images or other it's it's like a computer exactly the same
0: well that's weird because um bill weiss who was another guy who who claimed to have a hell experience um in another interview i was watching with him he claimed that the hell He's all, I can't really be explained what he's seen. He said, it felt like looking at a negative image, like, you know, old film, how you used to get an, a negative image first and then you go get it. Um, I forgot what the word is, but you go get it done and then it comes back as the real image. But there's a reverse negative image of it. Um, he was saying it kind of looked like that. And when you said that right now, it kind of reminded me of, that's that's very interesting. Um, so outer darkness, When when the Messiah talks about that, and different, even sages, and even I, I believe, even some Buddhists, Buddhists believe this as well. What do you believe that is? This outer darkness is that hell, um, or or because they, because as you know, a lot of myths and even in the Bible, they claim that hell is more of a like a psychic, spiritual place in the center of the earth. Um, but outer darkness seems to be out, you know, not not of this world, not of this uh, planet. So, from your research, um, what is this outer darkness?
1: Outer darkness is the experience of total disconnection from divine conscience and consciousness. We start experiencing outer darkness when we feel disconnected from our divine soul. And that can even be experienced in farther realms. The, um, The hellish realms belong to what is known as the world of formation Yetzirah. When the soul of Adam was formed that word used in Genesis 2 is jetzer. and those realms are formed and they can be very dark because they are in a state which is incomplete it's in formation and there is total darkness. We find that even in in the beginning of Genesis 1 when the earth was tohu babohu chaotic or abysmal, because Tohu comes from Teom, which is abyss, and Bohu is desolated. That's the beginning of the darkness in which the Earth came to be because of the catastrophes generated by technological civilizations, Luciferian beings. And this total darkness generated by those beings is what many people start to experience when they get disconnected from the new consciousness, the new um, earth so to speak. And in a way this, this civilization we are experiencing right now belongs to the outer darkness. People feel confused, they don't know where they come from, what they have to do in life, that's why Many have to go even to the psychologist or the psychiatrist. They have to consume medicines every day. That's the outer darkness. Even those who go to church, they are in outer darkness because a stone temple is outer darkness. The Holy One does not dwell in stone temples, as uh, Stephen said, before being assassinated by the Jews. So it's a very broad concept
0: and he had a vision of of heaven right or a vision of these higher realms because i believe it said that right that right before he got stoned he had a vision before entering in or something like that i have to look it up
1: yeah the open heavens
0: oh wow and you know we know what's interesting about that is i've been noticing different music i've been listening to i've been getting this awareness that certain music could be portals to those higher levels of, of heaven. Um, I kind of don't like using the word heaven. What does the word heaven actually mean? Do you know what that means in the ancient language?
1: Well, in Hebrew, it's known as shamaim, which is a combination of shin, fire, and maim, waters, And it basically means the spirit, because when you unite fire and water, you get vapor. And this vapor is a spirit, a sublimation, or the, the rays of frequency of vibration. So heavens would be something like an elevated state of energy, the rays, the state of consciousness and vibrations in general. Not, not the sky as we understand it. We can experience the heavens, the true heavens within. The kingdom of heaven is within you, said the master but also outside because everything starts to change as we raise the vibration. And therefore the self perceives reality differently. So in and out, within and outside begins to be transformed as well.
0: So you know what comes to mind right now are people who get stuck in these hellish realms now. And they're in these dark algorithms, these dark matrix algorithms. Um, now, what separates someone where they're on a dark path, and they're not necessarily evil; they're just they're just on they're just lost people. And then God intervenes and draws them into the proper um, the proper path. And what separates those people from people that actually commit suicide, that actually get lost and completely. Taking advantage of by these dark algorithms and entities. Do you know if there's anything that separates those people? Well, I, <clears throat>
1: I think it's basically the, um, the connection, the, the, the internal connection, the sense of meaning. Sometimes people feel disconnected because of the, the baggage, the karmic baggage that they carry in the soul. And therefore, it's necessary to separate ourselves from the human soul and start experiencing the additional soul, which is known as the divine soul or the soul of the Messiah. And part of the, the human soul can be purified and rescued. I'm going to to speak about this in, in the following section in, in YouTube. Because there are ten karmic portals and the tenth has to do with experiencing this disconnection in the Malkut, in the kingdom. And the difference between those who feel connected uh, and those who are lost is basically a sense of um, union, a sense of being manifestation of the divine light. Many people feel lost because they have been infused with all sorts of lies, that they are inferior, that they are just created beings. And obviously, many souls are generated form. But if you have a spark of the true light, that true light is uncreated. And that's what we have to identify as our true self. It's not a creature, it doesn't have any fault. And we have to cling to that and assume the responsibility instead of considering ourselves as fallen creatures, entities that have to perform tikkun, repair, to pay karmas, to be punished for all the evil that we have done. We have to abandon these ideas because The the human beings are experiencing hell not because of their own fault. This comes from times previous to the formation of what we know as humanity. So we cannot blame the human beings for all that happens here on earth. This is very important to understand because those who have a sense of being in total darkness, especially those who want to commit suicide have a tremendous sense of guilt, that they are bad, that they are punished, that they have to pay for a huge debt, which is unpayable. And this is the problem. It's the experience of a lie, a total deception. This is what we have to break.
0: Wow, that's heavy. Now we're going to move on to... Um, different people's hell experiences and I would love your input on it. On November 23rd,
2: 1998, I had an experience that truly changed my life. Now, it doesn't matter if you believe my experience. What matters is that you check out what the Word of God has to say about hell and avoid it just the same. This was not a near-death experience. This was actually an out-of-body experience that would be classified as a vision in the Bible. In 2 Corinthians 12, 2, Paul, when he was caught up in the heaven in a vision, he said, whether in the body or out of the body, he didn't know. Well, the Lord showed me that I left my body. Now, my wife and I had attended a prayer meeting every Sunday night. We came home from this prayer meeting, went to bed like any other normal night. Now, I had never studied the topic of hell at this point. I have never gone to dark movies. i have never drank, I've never taken drugs, and I never had a vision before. And I got up at three o'clock in the morning just to get a glass of water, and suddenly I was pulled out of my body, like being drawn up out of your body, and I found myself falling through the air down this long tunnel, and it was getting hotter and hotter. And then I landed on a stone floor in an actual prison cell in hell. Rough-hewn stone walls, bars, filthy, stinking, dirty prison cell, but like a dungeon. And I wondered, how did I get here? Why am I here? I was fully awake and cognizant. I looked up, and I saw these two enormous beasts in the cell, these demons, reptilish in appearance, bumps and scales all over the one's body, huge jaw, sunken in eyes, claws about a foot long, and they were pacing in this cell like a vicious, caged animal. And they had the most ferocious demeanor about them. They had an extreme hatred for God. They were blaspheming and cursing God. And then they had this hatred they directed towards me. The one picked me up, threw me into the wall of this prison cell. I hit the wall. I felt like bones had broken. Even though a spirit doesn't have bones, it felt that way. I collapsed on the floor and I wondered, how could it be alive through this? The other demon picked me up, dug his claws in my chest, and just tore the flesh open. I couldn't believe I was surviving this. How could I be alive through this? I noticed I had a body. Remember Luke 16? He wanted a drop of water to cool his tongue. He had a mouth to speak and so forth. But this body withstands the torments. And I noticed, though, there was no blood or water coming from the wounds. But Leviticus 17, says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Well, there's no life in hell, so there's no blood. And there's not one drop of water in hell. And these demons have no mercy over you whatsoever. They have an extreme hatred for you. Now, about this time, it went dark. I believed it was God's presence there to illuminate it so I could see. But then he withdrew his light, and it resumed its normal state of absolute pitch black darkness. You could not see the hand in front of your face. While I was taken out of this prison cell, I was placed over next to this large raging pit of fire that was actually about a mile across with flames raging high up in this open cavern. And this is where I could first see people. There were thousands of people inside this pit screaming and burning. It was so horrendous to see a person on fire. They just looked like skeletons. And the screams were so loud and deafening. You want to get away from the screams, but you can't. Now I understood I was down deep in the earth. I descended to get there. I ascended when I left. And I understood there were different levels of torment and degrees of punishment. But there is no tolerable, comfortable level in hell. Any area is far worse than you can imagine. I wanted to talk to a person, but you're kept isolated and alone for all eternity. You never, ever get to be with people. For all eternity, you're kept by yourself. You know, I thought about my wife up on the earth, and I understood I'll never get to say goodbye to her. You don't realize how tormenting of a thought that is, you know, I'll never get to be with my wife, enjoy her, hold her, and uh, to not have any finality with your loved ones is extremely tormenting that for all eternity, she'll never know that I still exist, that I'm down deep in the earth. You know, death does not mean cease to exist. Death means separation from God. You still exist. And I just missed her so much. I wanted to be with her so much. And the stench in hell is so foul and putrid. The worst, like, the worst open sewer
0: you can ever imagine. So what are your thoughts on his, um, on his experience, Fernando? I want to know your, your take.
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't,
0: uh, I, have, I hadn't
1: seen this. It's quite, quite amazing. And I can't even recognize uh, everything he's saying. Uh, I, I can't even tell you in detail what happened. The, the tunnel that is describing the um, in the image, it's even close to what many of these people experience because when you access a different dimension usually mm, there is a portal, a spinning vortex through which the soul travels and this is a spinning vortex which is mm, related to the, um, the vehicle of the soul, the, the Merkaba can go in in two different directions. It can go downwards to the dense material realms, even mm, those located within the earth, or it can go upward, so to say, to the heavenly regions, to the more mm, alive, where vibrations are quicker. And in this case, this man, because of maybe the state in which he was in, in that, period of his life, he literally went to the realms governed by what Apocalypse 9, the chapter 9 of the book of Revelation, calls the Abba Adon, the Lord of the Abyss. The Lord is a word that describes these entities because they are lords, the lords that govern the earth, and they were imprisoned there many thousands of years ago. They are reptilian because they come from the serpent. Actually, if you read Genesis 6, Genesis 3, sorry, uh, the serpent is cursed and condemned to eat the dust. The dust is afar, is the, the substance the human soul is made of. So they eat up souls. And this is literal. This is not a metaphor. They need the energy of human souls in order to survive because they don't have soul they don't have life and therefore what this man is describing is something very real it's, it's nothing related to the other image i think this man experienced uh, a real contact with these worlds i have never been there um, even though i experience traveling through the vortexes in, in different uh, states and realms. In one occasion, many, th- many years ago, um, I was in a very light state, very, um, w- without any, any pressure, because I had been doing um, relaxation methods and meditation and I went to bed without having dinner and my conscience was fully serene. And then as I was in bed, a vortex opened up and I fell, literally fell down and it was like falling, it's exactly like this man was telling and I saw uh, this spinning vortex full of colors, green, yellow, black and this was so terrifying that my heart started to beat very fast and my breath went mad as well so the experience uh, stopped because I, I was terrified. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I wish I had known this was an experience of the Merkaba. Merkaba is the union of Ka and Ba. Ka is the vital, soul, and Ba is the mental aspect. And when they unite, when they unite, there is a sort of um, vortex that can carry you wherever you um, point with your consciousness. And I have experienced um, different realms traveling through these vortexes, but I never ever meet, uh, met this, these entities. I know they exist. I know they have threatened me in the darkness without showing them themselves, but um, I never saw them uh, literally as, as this man. So I think this, this might also be a sort of threat because some people are taken to these realms and then these people become very, very religious. And that's very suspicious to me because religion fits these realms by um, threatening people, saying you are going to hell, you are going to be punished. They are infusing fear, which is the food of these people. The serpent eats the dust of Adama, as Genesis 3 says. And religious people very often call to the Lord. The Lord is a, is a Sumerian Babylonian title associated to Baal, 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 ba, the power of the Ba. When, as I explained to you yesterday in the email, the, the apostles never use that title. They, they use Maria, which is master, my master or my true divine self, that's also a good translation, they never use the Babylonian titles like lord or sir, you notice many people call others sir, s-i-r, that comes from Sirius because many of these reptilian beings came from Sirius and even the constellation of Taurus, the bull, That's why Baal is associated to the bull and the horns. Look, there are ancient representations of all these fallen gods. They all carry uh, horns. And in prehistoric caves, you also find bulls. In Atlantis, they sacrifice bulls. The bull is associated to to hell. It's in in sports, basketball, bull, mm, soccer, football, wall a street wall is associated to baal bullets the bullets found in, in guns they are containing the, the word bull so it's always connected to, to evil which comes from the center of the earth that's where many of these beings live in inner realms which are completely foreign this is why um, it's funny when people say no there are a paradise within the earth and they use many names, you no, know, like Shambhala, Agartha. Um, there are the cave of Tayos in in South America. And they think many of these places are populated by advanced civilizations. And of course they are advanced, but Many of these civilizations are reptilians. This is known since very ancient times. And they are there because they were imprisoned there. They are not allowed to cohabit with the human beings which have a chance to evolve further. This is even in several passages in in the Gospels. For instance, in Jude 1:5. Jude is speaking about about the, the angels who did not stay within their own position of, of authority and left their proper dwelling, and they have been kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the day of judgment. And also in First in Peter three eighteen, where we read that um, for Christ or the anointing also suffered once for sins. Righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to the Holy One, being put to death in flesh, but made alive in a spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. This prison is this realm where these entities dwell, because they formerly did not obey. That's what the text says. When God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Those eight persons represent the eight Sephiroth of the tree of life, eight different types of people. They were not just eight persons. That's eight eight types of human beings which were able to evolve. And they were not changed to this underworld realms which are existing within the earth and then he continues saying that that baptism which corresponds to this now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body but as an appeal to the holy one for a good conscience through the resurrection of jesus christos which means the divine soul It's not a separate god who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of the Holy One with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. So what we are being told is that the evolution of humankind um, allows human beings to exist separate from these entities, even though they can exert an influence from these lower regions. And we cannot mix up um, unless we open the door as adam did in the garden of eden because these entities still exist in the garden of eden they they were not expelled from from the garden humanity was expelled from the garden but i think mm, that's even mm, uh, a favor or or at least humanity would be completely lost if suddenly we would be um, in total contact with these different types of civilizations that existed in the past. The the Garden of Eden is contaminated. There is an even higher Eden, which is our true home, our true um, state of existence. That's where we have to return, not the old Garden of Eden where the serpent tempted the feminine part of Adam. But
0: this is a huge theme yeah. yeah, you know what's interesting too is when he describes the the entities that were there um I've watched other interviews where um because he kind of doesn't really go in detail, but I've watched some other interviews where people purposely ask him what did they look like and and uh what's his opinion on on those entities, and he even gives um Scripture for that too, that 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 could back up what he's seen. But if you go back to the video and you go to one minute and twenty four seconds in, that image. Uh, let me know when you have it. That image of that entity. Yes,
1: yes, I, I have it.
0: Um, that one is actually from another documentary TV series um, where a, a pastor had an experience of hell and he went through a, a vortex as well, and he and they recreated what he's seen, and so. The guy, the video we're watching, Bill Weiss, 23 Minutes in Hell, he he had his experience way later and he's seen this documentary and he said, oh my gosh, there's another interview. He was shocked. He said that this entity looks, he said probably like 99% accurate to what he's seen um, in hell. And he said that that's very accurate. And it's kind of interesting too. If you watch the the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, um, those entities, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, those yeah. underwater entities look kind of like these. I think a lot of those demons in hell look like. But I want to. I don't know if "demons" is the right term, right? Because they're like hybrid entities.
1: Yes. Well, they are the first creatures that appeared before uh, the present world. That's why in, in Genesis one, um, darkness was upon the face of the abyss, and the spirit of Elohim, the spirit of the gods hovered over the waters in those waters were living these creatures because they were the first beings generated by the fallen Elohim the, the God that somehow became God and stepped away from the tree of life the original reality that's why a new reconfiguration and a reorganization had to take place because these beings were already existing and they are still influence on humanity.
0: So um what would so I think people should understand this is that there's a difference between um I guess you would say the fallen angels and and demons. To me, from my understanding and my research, a fallen angel is a being that 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 was originally um, part of the, I guess, part of God, you would say. A demon's more of a um, an experiment, hybrid entities created by those fallen angels. Correct? Am I correct on that?
1: Yeah, that can that can be very accurate. Even though angels, um, it, it depends on on the tradition. But angels means, means messenger of light. So um, usually they belong to the divine organization, and in principle, they cannot fall. So that idea of fallen angels is subject to discussion. But Uh. there were beings that belonged to the original configuration, and they somehow disconnected. Um, There is a discussion whether these were angels or not. Um, They were known as the stars of the morning. Job 38 mentions um, the morning stars or the luciferian beings were carriers of light they were not the light itself and they can be considered as a sort of angelic creature even some traditions would deny this for instance in Islam they say the angels cannot rebel so that the one that um, caused the rebellion was Iblis that belongs to the race of the jinn. The jinn would be a sort of astral creature refuse to serve Adam because they were uh, created before from a smokeless fire and Adam was created from the dust. Even though there is um, certain interpretation in this because I think the, the, the smokeless fire is astral. Energy from the stars, and Adam was somehow mixed with those natures, and the rebellious nature in ourselves is also Luciferian. is very astral, emotional, and this is basically the configuration of the demons. Demons comes from diamond, which means character. The the character the diamond is for man. His destiny. His diamond that was said by Heraclitus so um, there is a distinction obviously between the the creatures that were formed by the fallen Elohim those those are demons from the beginning those are the ones inhabiting the primordial waters of chaos as those mentioned in Greek myths and Sumerian myths or or even Genesis 1 darkness was upon the face of the abyss the waters are mentioned so those many of those beings were destroyed but the fallen elohim were still existing and they were able to go from one dimension to another so they escaped the destructions of the seven worlds and they were able to leave the tree of knowledge of good and bad in the garden in the garden of eden and this is why Adam ate from a tree of knowledge, which was left by the fallen Elohim, the fallen lords, which are reptilian in nature. They are serpentoid beings, but they they originally belong to to the divine configuration, because in Proverbs nine and eight, that's literally stated. Sophia, the serpent, was with Jude in the beginning, but then in in Proverbs nine. We read that she built her own house. She raised her seven pillars, which is the configuration of the seven chakras. And then kill her victims, set her table because they perform sacrifice to eat energy. They are very selfish. So I, I'd say they are not angels themselves, but they are an instrument. They were originally used to generate certain conditions inorganic dimensions, but they rebelled because they had a portion of light, of sanctity, that's even stated in Kabbalah. Since they have some intelligence, they can step aside and get totally disconnected and they become demons in themselves, not just a a holy instrument. So the serpent is not bad in herself. It's bad when she gets disconnected from the light that's the thing
0: wow that's pretty powerful and you know what's interesting what comes to mind when you say that is the the ancient scriptures the specifically the bible if you go to the actual translation of these of these verses the bible doesn't even mention fallen angels it doesn't say that and it doesn't mention demons like that like yeah. the english translation's completely incorrect and it's amazing um I'm gonna move on to one more video and then we'll talk about heaven after this one but did you get I sent you another video it's called Mary Kay Baxter describes the horrors of hell let me know when you pull that up
1: yes I heard
3: and I went with the Lord high into the sky and when we got so high up there was the world far below no bigger than a basketball and then out of the earth came these round, brown things that looked like tornadoes. These were like turning real slow and back again. And I said, Lord, what are those? He said, those are are gateways into hell. He said, we shall go down a gateway. And he said to me, he said, child, look at my left hand. And he had a ring of keys. These keys, he said, are death and hell. I can go down here any time I choose. Jesus was about six foot four, very broad-shouldered. He was not skinny at all. He had sandals on his feet. Jesus had a beard and a mustache. And his hair was a most beautiful color, and it was down to his shoulders. And he had blue eyes. And when you look at his eyes, it's like eternity. There's no end to his eyes and it's like he knows your beginning and your end without saying a word. And the peace that flows from Jesus is beyond any writer's description. And he said to me, ahead of you is great harrow, great sorrow, and great grief. He said, but I must show you these things that the world can understand about a place called hell. So we went down this gateway. And when we went down the gateway, Inside the walls of this gateway was uh, demon powers. And when I say demon powers, I gotta explain it to you, okay? There was some of them 12 foot high that looked like cockroaches. Some of them looked like huge spiders, 12 foot high. Then there was these creatures with fangs, with wings, uh, with bodies four foot across or five foot, 12 foot high, and evil fangs, just like some of the pictures you see of them drawing demon powers. But they could not touch us because of the power of Christ. And you could hear them growl at us as we went down.
0: So um, what are your thoughts on her experience? Because um, she, she kind of still has a little bit of... Uh religious terminology, you know? But her, her story seems pretty interesting.
1: Yes, I think she's being deceived by the so-called wicked spirits in the heavenly realms because they are, there are also um, beings which deceive uh, souls by showing them hellish realms, but then they take them to their supposedly heavenly realms, which are also real. And they are not within the Earth, but they are in the atmosphere, the so-called outer darkness, in, in the high places, because there is an outer darkness which is within the Earth, there is an outer darkness which is in human experience, and there is an outer darkness in the waters of the atmosphere. And as Paul said in Ephesians 6, Six six, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the archons, the powers, dominions, and as wicked spirits in the heavenly regions. And these are all these um, supposedly extraterrestrials that look like the description of Jesus made by this woman. They sometimes present themselves as commanders of spaceships sometimes they are jesus with blue eyes and they are very tall very beautiful that's almost taken from a movie of jesus christ that's the the archetype of the lord in most christian denominations which is actually quite contrary to what probably the, the true issue look uh, when he was in a, in a human flesh body because he was from um, a race that did not have those uh, traces but um, I think this this woman is being deceived and there are fake uh, heavens where people can exist after death and they believe these are the heavenly regions and they can exist there for a long time until they are taken back to the earth, they are recycled, or even they don't experience the heavenly regions and they experience the so-called tunnel of light where they meet um, deceased people from their family or their pets, and then they are told, you have did this, you have did that, you have mm, to pay for your sins, And you have to go back to earth or go to this place. So it's all part of the deception of judgment, which is not the teaching of the true Messiah, which canceled all the debt. Because when we are participating in that nature, we don't have to pay. We don't have to be punished for anything, since we are a manifestation of the Holy One. We are trying to end up this deception. But human beings still believe it because religion is part of the deception.
0: Well, yeah, that's the vibration I kind of get from that video, actually. It starts to bring up, like, uh, again, that that vibration of questioning yourself and having to serve the Lord over and over. And and that truly is from the dark side. Why would anything from the light side... um, condemn you and cause you to always be in a place of struggle. You you know what I mean? So that's that's so true. Um, I wanted to ask you about astral technology because going back to Bill Wheats, the first guy who had a hell experience, he talked about the entities. One of them looked like it had metal lodged in different places of its body, almost like it had been damaged and now it has to repair itself. Now that might be hard for some people to understand but isn't it true Fernando that they do have interdimensional technology or astral technology these entities
1: yes that's that's their their speciality they, they were banished because of the, the worlds they created which were very technological based on electromagnetic technology and it was huge they had the ability to to manipulate the genome of the species and they created their own genetics known as the tree of knowledge of good and bad which is mix up and we have part of those genetics because we inherited um, astral luciferian genes so that's part of their astral technology yeah
0: um i want to talk about some of your experiences with the the hell realms if you can maybe bring up or think of one Um, that was pretty terrifying, or maybe like a lucid dream, hell realm. Have you ever had a type of hell experience before?
1: I remember when I was very young, my teens, and I started to to experience um, states out of the body, for instance, because I started to to practice meditation or certain techniques. And sometimes I, I came out of the body or had lucid dreams, in which I met entities, uh, beings, I'd say they were demons, demonic entities that um, fought, tried to um, drag me to their own place, and I had several experiences. In one of them, as I was reading um, my descriptions a short while ago, I met a sort of wing creature that um, spat sort of energy packages from his mouth to my mouth and I spat back constantly. It was a a fight in a sort of dark realm. And these entities, I think, they they come from the union of Adam, the, the, the intelligence of Adam with the species made by the architects these are described in, in genesis 2 when adam was presented several species to give them names and adam gave but did not find any appropriate helmet this means the intelligence of adam started to arise in different astral species but they could not develop their adamic nature fully And they remain as demons, incomplete creatures. And I am convinced that many of the creatures we meet in those realms are coming from this species. I had other experiences. In one of them, this was around the year 2003, years after the the experience I just told, I was meditating on a room with uh, another, another person. He, he was a black man and we were meditating. And all of a sudden we were surrounded by sort of black entities that were threatening us. And I realized that every time I focused on my inner calmness and security and complete absence of fear, the light growth around myself scared these entities. And at some point, I lost my concentration, my attention, and these entities grabbed me and tried to pull me into a hole that was in, in one of the walls of the, of the room. And, and I was totally scared because they pulled me with such a strength that I could not re- resist. But this friend of, of mine or whoever he was uh, pulled me back and he was explaining to me what was taking place. He explained that we have mm, what he called the body of practice, sort of protective shield that we develop as we... Mm, cultivate attention and consciousness. And he explained all this to me in this experience. And when I woke up, I started to, to ponder about this. And this was another experience of, of hell. Uh, I remember another one which I already told in, in the previous episode or one of the previous
0: yeah, that um, no, that that's good. Um, I don't want to yeah. like keep repeating it. But what I really wanted to ask you is, so she was describing what the the Mary Kay Baxter. She was describing what Jesus looked like, and now I kind of I kind of see what you're what you're saying is that it it's a deception from basically these aliens. Just it's the same thing when people mm-hmm. have these uh, new age alien encounters, and they say, "Oh, the aliens are here to bring up the vibration of the planet, and they're here to stop." humans from destruction i really do see the parallel with that like what's the difference between if they show up as jesus and they, and they show you all these hell realms which they already kind of own they're already there you know um so she was describing christ what 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 would you say is the the real christ looks like um or how he how he is i do know from my downloads that he's very powerful and more akin to fire and water like what you said earlier regarding heaven
1: Christ is not an external entity. We cannot see um, Christ because Christ is what we are. Uh, it's our true nature. Uh, and also depends on, on what Christ, because Christ is, Christ comes from Christos, which means anointed. And there are evil people who are anointed. The anointed cherub was a type of Christ. So it's, it's very funny when people speak about Christ because they, they don't know what the, the word is. Lucifer is a Christ, and is the one who is behind all those experiences of deception. So external Christs are Luciferian. The internal Christ, which is the true self, is a divine nature which is full of light. We emanate light. This is why we scare all these entities. They cannot stand our life, our vitality, because we are part of the body of the true anointed one anointed with the light coming from the primordial source, whose qualities are unconditional love, unmodified life, serene consciousness. And this is basically the nature of the Christ that comes from the primordial source. And it's our true nature, it's not an external um, God. We are part of an organism which obviously is the whole cosmos, but the true cosmos, not the fallen cosmos. And we have several manifestations. The first manifestation is known as um, the word or the logos, which is an intelligence that comes from the infinite source. And then this somehow grows within a womb of light and multiplies as different spirits of light, locoi, spermanticoi, the seeds of intelligences, which is one of ourselves, each one of ourselves. When we are growing as part of the body of the true living God, that's even in in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, Mm -hmm. verse 28, "In, in him we move, live, and have our being. We are his lineage. So, if we are his lineage, we are the true Christ growing within a true body, as long as we are reproducing those qualities. Otherwise, we are just fallen humans or even demons. Um,
0: Yeah, I realize. Oh, yeah, yeah. I realize people. Yeah, I realize that people can become demons. Like, Um uh, maybe not like literally, but kind of literally like you 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 become that kind of fallen um thing um and then I guess what we'll do um since we come to the uh close of of this episode, i think we'll we'll expand more on the heaven realms in a fuller episode I think that'll be better um but I wanted to ask you the um oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought um did you wanna add anything else to this hell realm? oh, that's what I was gonna ask you is. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my train of thought. That's weird. I'll probably edit this part out, but there's probably something that doesn't want me to say it. <laughs> it had something to do with the the Christ. Oh, I, wanted, I want your take on, because religion has people stuck in condemnation. And Paul said um, that there's no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So based on your actual research on what these words actually mean, what, is that verse actually saying esoterically, interdimensionally?
1: Well, that's what I just said, that those who are in Christ Jesus means those who already have a divine soul growing within. And this soul has 12 aspects. Most people have a seed of conscience or an embryo, and they are just like babies, babies. Within the womb of the world, but they have to be born from the divine spirit. If you are not born from the water, which is the cleansing of consciousness and the spirit, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. This entering the kingdom of God means that you become a baby, but in the higher realms, you have to experience the true divine nature. And of course, from this physical experience. So you are born spiritually while you are on earth. But most people in religion think that if they believe in Jesus, they will go to heaven, and that's being born from the Spirit. This is a total deception. The birth has to be born here on earth. And that's what um, Issue told Nicodemus. If you are not born from the water and the Spirit, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. You can experience reincarnation. But if you somehow die physically and are already um, in Christ Jesus using that translation. It means that you already have a divine soul which is being born or has been born and it can continue growing in the kingdom of God which is the Malkut of the tree of life. Here we can access the kingdom of heaven which is the Malkut of the world of Beriyah. But when we develop our divine soul, we can access deeper realms. Uh, And this means to be born from the divine spirit and be completely immortal in the divine spirit. So we are not subject to any condemnation, any judgment. In any case, the divine soul connects itself to other versions of ourselves in other timelines in order to complete the process of birth. But this is even more advanced than reincarnation. We don't even need to reincarnate as in the old paradigm. Because reincarnation is a form of condemnation. You have to pay karma to perform tikkun. And this is a deception which is embedded even in Kabbalistic teachings.
0: Wow, that's, that's pretty deep. That's amazing. All right, guys, I'm going to conclude this uh, this episode. And I, actually, I'm going to extend these topics to the next episode, but we're going to specifically talk about the heaven realms. Um, Fernando, before we close, is there anything that you want to uh, leave the, the thoughts, um, uh, leave any um, food for thought for the viewers?
1: Well, I think um, the, the best thing is to realize that we have to get out of our own psychological health and be aware that we have to take the responsibility of feeding the true heart, understanding these subjects deeper so that the divine mind can grow, that the, the embryo can become a baby and be born out of the world so that we can be really manifest as this divine sons. That's the true will of our true father. And this is the only way out of hell, the hell, which is the society that we are even feeding by buying all the deceptions. So we are responsible for stopping the deception in our own life.
0: This is the All Seeing One podcast. If you want to contact Fernando, you can check out the show notes. For now, have a happy Halloween. This is me and Fernando signing off.